Welcome to First Time Through Bookmark. Our place to talk about anything and everything while we read. Hello, good morning, and welcome to First Time Through Bookmark. This is Otto. And I'm Kim. We are going to tell you about um, this great article Kim found. We have some stuff about Billy Summers, the newest Stephen King novel. And then, uh, oh, Kim, you know what we forgot about? Our question uh, last week. right. Yes. Right? Oh, my goodness. I can't believe we almost forgot that. Yeah. So our question last week was, uh, what was your first Stephen King book and uh, who got you addicted? So we got some answers, really good answers from Reddit and from our Facebook group, uh, and we're going to be going through those. Sounds like fun. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, what uh, What should we start with? I think, uh, what did we just start with last time? Uh, oh, well, we thanked the patrons first last time, so I mean... Yes, we did. Seems like what we should do this time. Thank you, right. patrons. Really appreciate you. Um, if you are interested in our Patreon, you can get it over at patreon.com slash first time through. We're currently putting up new episodes uh, that are Patreon exclusive, and we are talking about the Stand 2020 miniseries, um, which is fun. We're comparing it to the book and just our overall opinions and thoughts, and we have a lot more things planned for our Patreon. Um, and it's also a good way for you to directly communicate with us, and if you want to be on the show or you want your thoughts and uh emotions about a certain topic on the show that's the way you guarantee that we're going to read it go over to our patreon and tell us what you want uh us to know all righty oh there we go i just found the the post i was like where did that post go (laughs) so uh you had found an article you said I did. Um, it's actually in the Costco Connection, like member uh, cattle or magazine that goes out. What an uh, odd place to find some Steve material. Right, but um, it's just a short interview talking about Billy Summers. You know, it's it's an interview with one of the the book buyers for uh, Costco, which you know is just kind of an interesting place. Um, and it talks about. Uh, he, he asked, um, how did you come up? Oh, wait a minute. This was, um, Billy writes a novel in the book and he mulls over the writing process, remembering. I always keep two people in mind when I sit down to write, myself and a stranger. Is it the same for you? And Steve's answer was, yeah, it's always the same for me. But number one is myself. I feel like if I don't please myself, I can't please anybody else. But when I go back and revise things that I'm thinking about somebody else and I'm trying to put myself in that person's position saying, is this clear? Is this advancing the story? Is this exciting exciting enough to make someone turn the page? And I think that's just such a great insight into how he writes. And I've I've thought that in the past. I'm like, he wrote this for himself. (laughs) Oh, uh, all right. So we're recording. You had just said... um... It was a great insight. I think that is a really cool insight into the way that he writes. Um, I think that he definitely, there's got to be things too. Um, and I think when you read the Gunslinger series, uh, at least one series, when you read Gunslinger, I felt that way. You know, that was definitely a lot more for him, like exploring things and like having a good time. I mean, of course, it's great when it's commercial success. But uh, 
I don't think he was writing about, uh, you know, this guy doing mescaline in the forest and having sex with a fairy druid in the magic circle. Uh, And he was thinking, people are going to love this. Yeah, I agree. And I think that there's probably, you know, trunks and files and piles and craziness of things that he has written that will never see the light of day because he wrote them for himself and he's yeah. like nah this this isn't for public consumption yep. um you know because again we years ago he said that he wrote all but like four days a year i think you know as he's getting older he probably doesn't write quite as much but you know for writing 360 days a year let's say or even 300 days a year there's got to be so much stuff in there yeah that that's just we're never going to see and you know he's writing for himself and I, I just love that no absolutely and i think it's particularly uh i'm excited to read billy summers you know i have this uh, review here from uh ap news um and it was the uh one that i found that was the least spoilery in any way um so the only thing i'm gonna say is uh you know it's got it's everywhere i've read about it it hits that same last uh this is his one last job novel you know it is it is that classic like archetype of like the older uh gentleman or woman that is uh, just got to get that one last thing done and then they can finally retire from their life of doing whatever um and everywhere I'm reading about it has such good reviews. Um, have you read Billy Summers yet? Have you bought it? What do you? I haven't. I'm actually. Oh, <laughs> I haven't. No, yet. I was asking I, you. Which yeah, is yeah, yeah. Crazy. I didn't even pre-order it, which is just completely unlike me. But when we get done recording this morning, that's where I'm headed is to go buy my copy. <laughs> yep. Right on. Uh, I need to go buy a copy today too. Um, I'm excited though. I think it'll be pretty good. I want to make sure I get that hardcover. I really like the cover art. It's got like the car driving through the forest, but the road is uh, the cover being tore away, and the road is actually some of the pages inside of the book. It's actually page 130, and I feel like that's got to be important. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It's super cool. The art is just really neat, and I'm yeah. so excited. You know, like I said, um, Barnes and Noble got a date. Gonna go yeah. there. <laughs> so um, check it out. Um, you know, I'm sure you saw this week. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Facebook where you can be involved in these conversations as well. Um, but we asked over there if you had bought Billy Summers yet and if you liked it um, and if you had a chance to sit down with it. So make sure you answer us over there uh, so we can talk about it. Um, speaking of over on Facebook. Did you see all of the responses we got from uh, for uh, the questions that we've been answering, asking lately? I, I did. I did. I'm excited to see all of the engagement over there and, and to read what people have to say. And I just love the feedback. So um, I feel like the first thing we got to do is you wanted um, you started a little segment last time uh, and it's called What Are You Reading? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's just something every bookmark we're going to start posting. Like, what are you reading right now? Uh, so we can talk about it. So we got a couple of responses and we just wanted to, I want to read some of those off and talk about that real quick. Um, so Jake, shout out to Jake. Thank you for your constant support. You constant listener. Um, he finished Cujo last night. 
thinking of starting Doom Key. Also, remember, these are two weeks ago, so I can only imagine what these people are reading now. Right, right. Um, Yuda finished the Dark Tower series uh, by oh, reading my goodness. The Dark I Tower. Re- I need to reach out and have a discussion about that because yeah. I have feelings. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, Yuda's always got some really good stuff, and especially when we were in The Gunslinger and he started talking about the Shakespeare illusions with King Lear. It was particularly yeah. great. Uh, yeah. Tim Arnold... It's telling us Dexter is Delicious by Jeff Lindsay. I'm pretty sure that's the series that uh, Dexter, the TV show, is based off of. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. Did you know they're bringing that entire TV show back? No, I had no idea. That's fantastic. I yeah, really enjoyed like the first three seasons, and then I felt like it got really crazy. But It's called Dexter New Blood. It's being executive produced and written and directed by the people that were in charge of the first three seasons. Oh, hey, that's probably going to be pretty good then. Yeah, and so, like, it looks interesting. Like, the trailer was him, like, living in the middle of nowhere being a lumberjack. Uh, Hmm. So, we'll see. Um, Todd Sabert is telling us he's taking a king break, um, which makes sense. He got a, you know, Stephen King himself says that if you're never going to read, you're never going to get anywhere. I don't think that's a very truncated quote. I don't think that Steve said that, but... Basically. But books are books are important. You've got to read. You've got to. You can't just read the same things all the time. You've got to read to expand your knowledge. You um, got to start a podcast about the first time you've ever read a book, and with your friends that have read the book a ton of times, and right. then you get on that podcast, and you consistently just you know talk about reading through it the first time. I mean, that's what right. we well, did, but you don't. That's what I guess we you did. Don't have to do that. <laughs> well, and you know, we make it sound like all I read is Stephen King, but that is. Absolutely not the case. Yeah, she reads D and D manuals as well. I do, and and well, and I've read all kinds of you know Pierce Anthony and David Eddings and. Um, oh, here's a good question. Yeah, I've read this all the Harry Potter. I mean, bookmark I've, I've three. Read other things. <laughs> bookmark three. Who is your favorite author besides Stephen King? Oh yeah, that's a yeah, great yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. So uh, look for that question out there. We're gonna post that soon. But uh, yeah. And then we got one more final response here. Uh, oh, Todd's uh, reading Cosmos by Carl Sagan. Um, I feel like, yeah, everybody. Yeah. I, I, I want to be like, everybody knows who Carl Sagan and Cosmos is. But just in case, Carl Sagan is a world-renowned physicist, astrophysicist to be more specific. And Cosmos is his book about the universe and the stars and... Kind of just pretty much why God doesn't exist. Yes. Uh, and so uh, it's really interesting. I've I've never read it myself, but I have read. I've watched many a YouTube video talking about it. Yeah, so, I haven't. I also haven't read it, but I've watched YouTube videos and shows, and I've you know seen articles about it. Um, there's different ways to take in that information as long as you. Right know where that information came from. I think that, that that's as what's long, important. I was going to say, as long as you've got a quality source for the summary of the, the information, I think that you're probably okay. Yeah. And then our final answer brought to us by Luther Shaver is he's reading the Penthouse Forum. Um, yeah, go for it. I, uh, I, I imagine, I don't know anything about Penthouse Forum, so I imagine that it is like a computer forum that you go on to and it's just with other people and it's like Reddit or something and you're like, man, I really liked this picture or this story in Penthouse Forum 312 and then it's other people that has still have issues 312 and they're like, man, let me go read that story and we'll talk about it together. Um, 
But I have a feeling that that is that's probably not. not. <laughs> that, that's that's definitely not it. But I just you know, know the penthouse forum is a place for well seasoned literature and literati. Actually, you know, our main man published Children of the Corn in Penthouse. That's wild. No, he did the, not. Absolutely, he did. That's crazy. We have to find that. I, that's the only. Re- that's the only way I will read Children of the Corn. Um. Let's see. It was first published in Penthouse Magazine. Dang, that's in, wild. Yep. <laughs> there it is. March 1977 edition of Penthouse. So, um, dang. while while it is kind of a poke at being funny, it's it's actually you know, I and and I don't think that he's the only successful author that has published in Penthouse. Oh, I'm sure he's not. You know, um, so anyway, <laughs> that's super crazy though. What yeah. is what a what a world of Kevin Bacon like connection? Ab- yes, absolutely. That's what we had to start doing, is just the six degrees of Stephen King. <laughs> right. Um, all right. So, um, moving on to the next uh, Facebook post that we posted up there. Um, we were talking about what was your first Steve book and who introduced you. Um, Kim, What uh, you didn't answer last week, so why don't we just start with you? What, what, what's okay. going on? Well, my first Stephen King book was Christine. Um, and it was just, it was on the bookshelf at home. Uh, I was always fascinated by scary stories. Uh, My mom had a copy of um, the complete works of Edgar Allan Poe. And so I actually probably, I I would say that I cut my horror teeth on Edgar Allan Poe. And uh, so I was looking for the next scary thing. And Christine was on the shelf. So I read that next. And man, I was hooked. (laughs) (laughs) I was hooked. So... uh, yeah, that that story is just so intense, and it's it's just such a oh, I mean, it's a haunted car. <laughs> uh, so it's just it sounds really off the wall, but it's so good and so well written, and I can't wait to get to it so that you can, I don't know, share my joy in <laughs> the haunted car. I was gonna say maybe we'll get to that soon. I don't know. There's just so many. It's so hard to decide. Yeah. Um, I think that part of it, too, is like uh, Christine is just such a, I don't know, like outside looking in, it's a weird concept. Yeah, it, it actually kind of is a weird concept, but the way he puts it all together and uh, the the character of Christine herself, I mean, when the inanimate object is such a powerful character, it's off the chain. No, I wish, I like that my first book was Misery. I don't even think that that's what's really a big downside for me is I can't really contribute to this conversation because you have all watched exactly how I have read my first Steve book. Right. Uh, so it's something that like I'm just it's I like uh, I'm enjoying like listening to what everybody else has to say. Yeah. But, you know, in that 
even with that, Misery will always be a special book for you. Oh, yeah. It's great. I loved it so much. You know, even, even when we're 50 books in, Misery will always have a spot, you know, a, a spot of distinction. Yeah, and I think that, like, what's interesting, too, is if I were to make a top five list of what we've read so far, I'm not sure if it would be the way that we have it in the the ratings. Yeah, I actually was looking at that, and I wondered, you know, as as we've had time to kind of be away from it and process it, if you still feel the same about all of those stories. Yeah, some of them I uh, I do. Some of them I think uh, we'll see what they uh, if they change it all. Let's uh, make sure you check back in to hear the summary of all of the ratings of what we thought about everything we read in season one. Yeah, our um, season one recap essentially. Which comes out yeah. on the 26th? The 26th of, of August. and uh, Man, season one ends this month. That's, I can't that's believe crazy. It. I can't believe it. It just doesn't seem possible. But and in October, a couple of months from now, it'll be my birthday. It which will. means that it'll also be our podcast anniversary. A podcast anniversary, yes. if you will. A podcast anniversary. What are we going to get for our podcast anniversary? Uh... I don't know, a whole studio, <laughs> a whole recording studio. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I don't know. I think that uh, there's so many different things. I, mm, I don't know. That's something we'll figure it out. We'll put up a little poll yeah. and be like, what Send do we get some ourselves? some ideas. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, let's talk we, about other people's first books. Yeah. So We got um, lots, of, lots of feedback on this one. This was a popular question. It was nice. Um mm-hmm. So, I'll just start right off here at the top. Uh, Tess Smith, uh, she is one of our social media admins. She's somebody that helps us a lot here. And uh, she said uh, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption was her first one. Um, She was actually lucky to have read it before seeing the movie since it was one of the books covered in her AP language class in high school. Look at that, Steve being out here in high school? See, I told you. I told you we were going to be studying him in high school. And, you know, our friend Jess actually taught that book when she was teaching AP. Language. Yeah, I, I remember you saying that. That's yep. so interesting. Yep. Um, do you think that that's the best uh, Steve choice to teach about? Um, I think it's a really solid one to teach about. I think that the subject matter is adult but safe enough for, you know, high school seniors I'd force all of my high school seniors to read App Pupil. Yeah, see, that's I, I actually think that that is probably the story I would pick over Shawshank. Yeah, me too. But Shawshank is... Less likely really to get popular. you fired. Well, yeah, it's probably less likely to get you fired because there's no, I don't know, shooting people in it. No Nazis or school shootings. Uh, no yeah, Nazis or school shootings or, you know. Um, Killing guidance counselors. Those all seem like themes that they would avoid in a, in a public school setting. Yeah. And, you know, Shawshank has a really, really fabulous movie that they can follow it up with that. So, I mean, I feel like Shawshank is a safe choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's also something, too, that you can show the movie immediately afterwards and burn a day of class and not have to teach for a day, which sounds like <laughs> if I was a teacher. Yeah, you know, that day that you got to get caught up on all the essays that everybody wrote, you can show the movie mm-hmm. while you're grading. Yep, there you yep. go. Well, I've seen, I've, I have quite a few teachers on Snapchat nowadays is all I'm saying. 
and uh, the amount of teachers I see go out Wednesday nights at 10.30 at night to the bar is much higher than I expected it to be when I was 12. Uh, yeah, I, you know, it's it's uh, a lot of people don't, a lot, especially little kids, when they see their teachers out in public, they're like, oh my gosh, they exist outside the classroom? Yes, teachers have lives too. So uh, moving on to Jake, shout out, Jake, where, where, you're just everywhere. Um, yeah. Jake's first book was dun, 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 It. I wanted to read the book for myself. Got hooked from then after. I was turning 27 when I read the story too. So Jake's first one was 27. Me too, Jake. Well, it was... No, it was. I was 27 turning 28. Yeah, you were turning 28. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's crazy. Cause I, it's I feel like that's like, a yeah. good time to start. Yeah, you know, you feel like you're uh, grown up enough that you not only can uh, appreciate the themes, but it becomes less of a novelty. You know, now that I feel like I'm older, I'm not as much as, like, just reading gross things because I'm like, ew, that's gross. I'm reading, like, these weird, like, wild, disgusting, abstract concepts, and I'm like, whoa, this is cool. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe I, I just put it better than when I was 12, and I didn't really understand why I was so drawn to it. I don't know. I mean, that's that's possible, too. Yeah. Um, I do think that there's something about Stephen's... There's something about reading a Steve book that forces you to face morality in a way that other books don't. And that's weirdly comforting. Yeah, it, it definitely makes you think about the way you look at the world. Yeah. Or if you're in if you're so like fearful and scared, just knowing that like you, eventually you're going to turn the page and move on to the next part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like it. I don't know. It's just uh, some of the, the things that Steve books make me think about. Um, oh, uh, here's one. Um, uh, actually, this one looks really... This is a familiar name. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, is it Kurt? Kurt? <laughs> yeah, Kurt. Uh, Kurt Payne, our local hostess's uh, beautiful husband. And he says, skeleton crew. I know I was in middle school and a friend suggested it, but I can't for the life of me remember who it was. Um Skeleton Crew is the collection of short novels, right? It is. Yeah, yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. And there are some really great ones in there. So, you know, he got a broad taste of a lot of different things in that book. I wanna, I'm curious what his favorite one, like, story was. Have you read Skeleton Crew? What's your favorite story from it? Um, I have read Skeleton Crew, and I, that's a really hard one because... Probably the one that stuck with me the longest was uh, Survivor Type, but okay. um, The Raft also got me, um, you know, because I grew up swimming in a lake, and when we get to it, you'll be like, oh, mm, yeah, I can see that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just some really, really fascinating stories in there, so, uh, you know. If you are, if you're out there and you haven't read a Stephen King book at all, and you just want to get a little bit of a taste of the flavor of Stephen King, Skeleton Crew is a really good place to start because there's stories of all varieties in there. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Um, nice. I want. We gotta find some time to read some of the, uh, um, Skeleton Crew. Should, we should find some of the um, those short stories that we did, the mini series. Yeah, read I know. some of those from there. 
Yes, we should definitely. And we got to get that. I guess I'm going to have to. I need to get another computer so that I can edit. <laughs> I want to get another computer so I can record uh, me and Darwi in the same room without having to do it all through the same computer and like losing stuff like we were doing. Yeah. Um, but regardless, let's move on to the next response, which was Laura Lynn Bennett said Salem's Lot. Saw the TV movie as a kid and wanted more details since books are always better than the movies. True facts, Laura. Thank you. You're 100% Absolutely. right. Um, Salem's Lot. Speaking of which, um, Chapel Wait, they put out a uh, trailer that I saw the other day that looked really good. Yeah, my friend James sent it to me, and I was like, yes. I said, I just talked about this on my podcast last week. Have you checked it out yet? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm real excited. It looks really good. Yeah. Um, and uh, it just, I think that that's something that uh, I'm excited to get into it and, like, see, like, I don't know. I'm excited to see it, to be honest. It looks spooky. It does. It does. Um, but... That is, uh, Salem's Lot is like the second or third book. That's uh, one of his originals. So I think I'm... It is. And, you know, the the movie that she would have seen on TV as a kid had David Soul in it. And it actually, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember it being a decent movie at the time. I'm sure that it has not held up uh, well just because, you know... A lot of movies like that, the effects don't hold up very well. But yeah. I remember it being a scary movie. Even for a made-for-TV movie, I remember it being scary. Yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, I have not seen anything about Salem's Lot. I just, I know, I know that it is about vampires in a town. And that is yeah. the end of my knowledge about Salem's Lot. Yeah, I mean, it, it is definitely, Stephen King does vampires. And it's, it's really good. It's so good. Um, like I said, it that's what makes it so hard to pick out what we're going to read next because they're, I mean, all of them have qualities that make them really good. Um, and I feel like the thing is too is even the ones that like aren't great still have some pretty solid qualities. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, um. Last uh, response we had on Facebook was from Rose, and Rose says, Cell. My mom gave it to me when I was a teen. Um, Cell, you've talked about Cell a couple of times, haven't you? Um, I'm going to give a, make it a little spoilery here. Cell is kind of Stephen King does zombies. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's a, it's a really great story. I really enjoyed it. Um and honestly, that is my daughter Audrey's first Stephen King, too. Um, That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, Audrey and Rose are about the same age. And so that was, that's kind of cool because, you know, Audrey got it off my shelf, too. <laughs> right. And just started reading it. That's great. I remember, too, my mom had, um, that was how I got into Shakespeare, actually, is my mom just had these big tomes of all of the collected works of Shakespeare's, and she had, like, six different editions, uh, and, like, there was a first folio edition and a second folio edition, uh, mm -hmm. and then there was um, this uh, Oxford um, uh, notated edition, and so just, like, reading through the them with my mom and then going over there and being like, hey, like, what is this word? Like, what does that mean? Like, when they say this and, like, that kind of stuff. So it's, 
I have that same feeling in my like in my heart of like knowing like what it is to like find my mom's book and just start reading it um Mm -hmm. and so like that's just like i I resonate with that story and and audrey actually said you know sell (laughs) because you talked about it and it was there (laughs) um (laughs) and and don uh pain my father-in-law said the gunslinger he read that one along with us uh, also a uh, giant uh supporter of our podcast thank absolutely. you absolutely thank you and he read that along with us and that was his first stephen king book i am really looking forward to getting to 11 63 because i think he'll read that one along with us too and i know he'll enjoy it yeah um, definitely bonnie says carrie and she found it at the book broker Oh, wow. That, that's an old business here in Evansville. Yeah, it's been around for as long as I can remember. Um, it's in a new location from when I was a kid, but, but it's still there. <clears throat> and uh, Megan Levitt says uh, that Christine, and that her mom gave it to her. She said she read a lot of King. Her mom read a lot of King when she was growing up. Uh, and one of, her favorite, <laughs> uh, one of her favorite stories about her mom is about a King book. She said she had just finished reading Pet Cemetery and it was getting dark and she didn't have any lights on or many lights on. The phone rang and it was a dude selling cemetery plots. <laughs> that's wild. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's really crazy. What timing. Yeah. Um, and then Kathleen Stevens, um, uh, she said her mom had a copy of The Shining from a book club and she read that. And then Carrie and Firestarter. And then Laura Elizabeth says, Firestarter, she checked it out from the school library in middle school. Mm, I can't imagine the school library having Firestarter. Having Firestarter, Starter, yeah. Not could you imagine school. like, like could in you high imagine school, like yeah, but... a middle school having like Rage or something like that? Yeah, no, definitely, <laughs> definitely not. Um, and Marlon Karen says, Eyes of the Dragon. Nice and choice, Marilyn. Yeah, Mar- oh yeah, that's such a good one. And uh, Chris Tyner says Salem's Lot. He said he had just finished reading Dracula and went to the school library or went to the library in search of other vampire fiction. And that's how he found it. Um, and now he he said, which started a lifelong ex- obsession with the author and the horror g- genre in general. Um, and Jocelyn said Eyes of the Dragon, still the only book that she, only King book that she read. And Daniel Stevens, who's uh, Kathleen's husband, said Salem's Lot was the first one. And then Firestarter. Nice. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Salem's Lot seems to be real popular then with people. Yeah. I mean, it's when when we very first started this, I asked in um, a um, basically a nerd group (laughs) that I'm in. And Salem's Lot was the most commonly mentioned what they would recommend for somebody to read for their first book. Does it just hit so many of the common themes of Stephen King? It does. Okay. That makes sense. It does. That's pretty cool. Okay. And then we also had... uh, Oh, hold on just a second, Kim. (laughs) All right. Restarting everything. Um... And then beyond that, we also asked uh, over on Reddit at the Stephen King uh, subreddit itself. Um, but uh, we've been getting some pretty good responses over there. So uh, I just wanted to read you um, a couple of the best ones. Um, 
this one is from, uh, and you know, I asked everybody on Reddit if we could use their responses in the podcast as well, just so, uh, this one is from Amiable Pariah, who answered uh, on our last question as well, and they say, my grandfather, dad, and older brother were constant readers before me. I remember being captivated by the covers before I could read, watching the movies when I could get away with it, and finally reading The Gunslinger in sixth grade. I was 11. I finished it during a silent reading time and remember looking around my classroom, thinking about the purple blade of grass, realizing none of my classmates had a clue. I hardly understood, but it was enough to spark my imagination. I read Eyes of the Dragon that summer, and then The Lord of the Rings hit me really hard. I love reading, but those adolescent years were pure magic. I'm 35. Um, it was my older brother who really encouraged me, five years older than me. And yes, you can use this story if you'd like. Um, and I just thought that that story would resonate with you really hard in particular. Oh, yeah, it absolutely does. I'm like, as you're reading it, I'm kind of getting goosebumps. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I can relate to this so hard. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, it's fun from, you know, it's really great that we get those responses from the people that we've met and that we've already, like, started to inoculate with our knowledge and everything. But just reading a random person's information on Reddit about their time. And when I was reading through it the first time, connecting it to you in my head, I was just like, oh, like, wow, this is a really, like, sweet moment, like, that I'm reading through. Yeah. Um, oh, my yeah. gosh. And that, that feeling of I just experienced something that nobody else has. Oh, yes, that's yeah. amazing. Um, and I just think that I uh, want to be that person's friend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you uh, for the response. That was, it's really great. Um, here's the other one that I really liked. Um, and it's from Cy Gunslinger on Reddit. And they say, my first Stephen King book was Salem's Lot. I picked it up at the bookstore when I was about 12 or 13. Before that, I'd always read the scary books from the kids and young adult sections, grew up reading Goosebumps and Fear Street, then got big on Christopher Pike's young adult books about vampires. I pretty much exhausted all the good scary books in the young adult fiction and decided to graduate to Stephen King. My aunt was always a big Stephen King fan. My mom was more of a Nora Roberts reader, and my dad doesn't read at all. So when I found Stephen King had a vampire book, I asked mom if I could buy it. He had a quick discussion about it being an adult novel and was concerned about it possibly being too advanced for me. But to her credit, she didn't believe in censoring the content and always encouraged me to read whatever interested me. So she got it for me and I dove in. I wasn't it wasn't too advanced at all. And from then on, I was hooked. Um, and I just love that message. And I wanted to reiterate that on our podcast. You know, if your child has got some curiosity, don't censor it. Like, go for it. Like, encourage them and talk to them and like have those conversations. They're going to be hard and awkward. But your child's going to come out of the other end of it better. Absolutely. Um, you know, my dad never really censored what I read. He was just excited that I was reading. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I feel like, yeah, I probably read some stuff that was pretty intense at a young age, but it I, it didn't scar me in any way. Um, and I learned a lot from it. That story just really resonated with me, too. Like, you know, um, one of the things that I remember about me, like, starting to read when I was younger is the first, like, big novel I remember reading is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, um, mm -hmm. which is funny because I had not read the first one. 
but I picked it up at a book fair and I literally picked it up because the first grade teacher looked at me and said, oh, that book's going to be way too advanced for you. You're not going to be able to handle it. And then out of spite, I was like, uh, no, I'll be able to handle it. I so then I, so I read the entire second Harry Potter novel has, I have no idea what's going on in this book, mind you. And I'm in first grade, so I don't have like the ability to really like assume story pieces and like pick together like plots and stuff, but I read it. Uh, and it just ends up like, I felt so satisfied and I enjoyed the story so much uh, that my mom went and bought the first book and then we ended up reading it together. Um, and I just think that it, this story resonated with me in that same way, especially where mm-hmm. it talks about my mom being a Nora Roberts reader. That is my yeah. mom to a T. She loves her some <laughs> Nora Roberts. Um, but yeah, I just thank you uh, on the subreddit if you uh, read... Uh, and posted on uh, there. There's a lot of responses, and I really wish we had time to go through all of them. Um, it really just means the world to us that you're participating in uh, our conversations. Thank you. Thanks. Um, I think we had what uh, almost fifty, com- forty comments, uh, which is just great. Yeah, good job. Thank you guys. Um, what was the? Oh, there's one more thing on our list of things to talk about today, wasn't there? Uh, oh, we got to talk about the question for next week. Oh, yes. The question for next week. So, first question, of all, first question is, tell us what you're reading again. What are you reading? I like that. Yeah. And like, uh, we'll, we'll put that right at the top next time. So that way it's like uh, Kim's segment right at the top. I like that a lot. And then um, the other question we had asked was, uh, who's your favorite author besides Steve? What else? Yes. Like, where else do you spend your time waiting between the Steve books to come out? Um, just a uh, reminder you can answer these questions over on Facebook follow us on Facebook or you can email us at firsttimethroughpodcast at gmail.com either place we will we'll be happy to read your response and uh, possibly put it on the air um, thank you for being involved and wanting to uh, uh, conversate with us yeah we really appreciate the feedback and the engagement and you know, I know that uh, as you're listening to the, our other stories, um, tell us where we're wrong. Tell us why you don't agree with us. Yeah, tell yeah, us yeah. why you do agree with us. Um, give I us would, some feedback. I want. I would love to hear those like reason, like especially anything where you disagree with me. Oh, I live for that. Please tell me I'm wrong. I want to learn and I want to be told I'm wrong. So uh, please help me. Um, other than that, Stephen King, uh, next week, you're going to get your eyes of the dragons part two. We're going to be finishing that incredible novel up. Um, spoiler alert. We already recorded that episode and it's very biased, but I'm like halfway through editing it and it's really good. Really enjoy it. Can't wait. Very biased though. I am very, very biased about my own (laughs) podcast. Um, but you, you should definitely should be. Yeah. Um, if you could do me a personal favor this week, everyone, it would mean the world to me. If you could pick your favorite episode of our podcast and share it with a friend, um, it would really help out a lot. Right now, we're really growing uh, at a good rate, and it's been really nice. Uh, but we want to start reaching out more. We want to start growing even more. And uh, any or anything that you think that we could do to grow more, we'd love to hear your ideas. Um but one thing that we know that we can do to grow is ask for your help in sharing our podcast. Word of mouth on the internet is the biggest way for us to support ourselves. 
So please help. And leave us a review. Oh, reviews and follows and subscriptions on Apple and Spotify and podcatchers and all of those things help so much, guys. Um, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, Goodreads. Um, go buy a copy of The Bridge by Joe Leaguers. Find it on Amazon, Audible, all the other places. Um, and don't forget, Billy Summers just came out this week. So go, go get you a new book. Go get you a new book. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> um, well, thanks else? for hanging out with us. Uh, well, this has been your first time through Bookmark. Um, We're glad you hung out with us and can't wait to talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Make sure you follow us and watch for our season two promo. It's coming up anytime now. We're going to be talking about uh, so many of the different things that we have coming out in season two. Sorry, I just wanted to jump in with that. I'm really excited about season two stuff. Super excited. I'm your host, Kim Payne. I'm Otto Mullins. Thanks for hanging. Uh, and then uh, just here it is, you know, welcome to the first time through a bookmark. I hope you kept your place. No, that didn't work as well as I wanted it to. That's fine. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Otto, Kim, that was incredibly interesting. Great job today. If you would like to support First Time Through, you can follow us on Facebook, like us on Twitter, or send us an email at firsttimethroughpodcast at gmail.com. You can also become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash firsttimethrough to get exclusive early access, to get exclusive videos, and to become our exclusive friends. If that's interested to you. I'm interested. First Time Through... New Eyes on Castle Rock is produced by Empty Theater Productions. It's created by Kim Payne and Otto Mullins. Editing by Otto Mullins. Music by Jason Rager. Art by Kurt Payne at Who Knew Art.